0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: <laughs> hello 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 and welcome to another scout cast brought to you by fantasy football scout as always you're joined by me andy fpl mode and we are also joined by the ever lovable seb i'm just checking that everything is actually working it is there we go we uh we didn't have a look we, we didn't have an intro video Times two. So uh, that's fine. That's fine. We'll see, We'll just get going. This is how tonight's going to go. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm also joined by Seb. How's it going, Seb?
0: Hey, mate. I'm all right. I was going to go look if that was my fault or, uh, <laughs> or technical serendipitous. But um, I'm okay, thank you, mate. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Not too bad, thank you. And chat is like... What's going on? What, what what's happening? This is not how we normally start. If we'd said
0: nothing, maybe no one would have noticed. Yeah, Everyone listens on the podcast, right? We need none of these visuals. It's fine.
1: It would have been quite nice, yeah. Just just see how how long it takes for people to start. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously we're also joined by Rich. How's it going, Rich?
0: Yeah, well, really
2: well. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yes, I know yeah. you're doing really well. <laughs> um, obviously I should say as well that we are uh, recording this at or streaming this, I should say, while the Forest Burnley game is going on as well, and I. Th- Think, am I right in saying that all three of us have
0: Turner playing? Seb doesn't. Nah, Edison, mate. Oh, of come course, now. yeah, you went for Edison. Come now.
1: Yeah. Um, so we are watching <laughs> with his the, one uh... shot,
0: one goal conceded.
1: <laughs> we are watching uh, Buffon light in Turner playing tonight, and he's already got one save. So we're hoping for those ten pointers. Um, yeah, obviously it's been a very interesting week some would say so this is game week five has just finished uh well it's just about to finish with the forest Burnley game still going on at the moment for some people this was the game week from hell uh i was one of those people for some people it was an all right game week and people are quite happy seb is one of those people and for other people this game week has been the best game week of 2023 so far rich well, is those people maybe ever It's been been all right. It's been all right. You know, I've
2: looked in a couple of my mini leagues where, you know, people that they don't really watch YouTube videos or listen to podcasts and I'm not the top scorer. There's so many Salah Alvarez teams around, like Salah Captain Alvarez teams around.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the thing I love about your team this week is that it's almost you shutting up the people (laughs) that were horrible to you about some of your picks a couple of weeks ago. have absolutely smashed it this week.
2: It's literally been the players that people don't like. I mean, there were players that I was borderline don't, don't like. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's one I'm sure we'll get into our team soon, but like Pedro, for example. Oh, don't. I mean, I, I, I got very lucky with, with Pedro. I mean, he didn't even start. I saw things saying 10% chance that uh, Lallana starts, 90% chance Pedro starts, and I fell for it again and got lucky.
1: I was so proud Which... of you for the other picks. That's the only one where I was like, oh, come on. Oh come on! Disappointed.
2: I, yeah. I, I, I did, did, did you have Pe- you had
0: Pedro starting all the time, right?
2: Yeah, I always had Pedro starting.
0: It, okay, again, so, it was one- so I can I can one up you with go with on. just complete jam. I had UmbuMo starting until about 11:28, when someone pointed out to me that they were like level in one of the models, and so it was a coin flip, and so I flipped my coin the other way. And
2: who was the other player?
0: UmbuMo. Uh, so I benched UmbuMo for Pedro. So
2: if you like go back oh, last week, course, I had UmbuMo yes.
0: starting. And I flipped it like literally with two minutes to go. And that is a jam, really, right? I keep forgetting. A coin you got toss jam. It,
2: I think it's partly because it's turned out to be quite a bad pick with minutes. I think that's why I'm yeah, surprised yeah, yeah. you have him. I'm not surprised at myself.
0: Oh yeah, I probably I got, I got I went high on the minutes, didn't I? I think I did like an average of sixty, which over the first two or three weeks I think worked out. And then obviously it's dropped off. So so yeah. I'm missed missed so... on that one
1: so pleased for both of you like really Thanks, like, i really am i'm oh that's so <laughs> ridi- right in the pit of my stomach i'm pleased um, oh. Wow. I know, I know. Uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight then. So we're going to look at our points. Oh, It does get better as well. So it starts low and it gets better looking at the points. Um, then we're going to be talking about the overs and unders so far based on the expected uh, points. So uh, based on the expected returns with their XGs and XAs. Uh, then we're going to look at the fixtures. We're going to break the fixtures down into game week 6 to 10 and then game weeks 11 to 19 because that seems like a sensible time to kind of split it up. We're going to look at the Newcastle defence and the Newcastle players because... Their fixtures turn very, very quickly now. All of a sudden, people are quite interested because they have kept a clean sheet. So we thought that it would be a good idea to have a look. And obviously, we did have quite a few people on this pod saying, you will be wanting to look at Newcastle players soon. And look at that, we're looking at Newcastle players. So we're definitely going to have a look at those. I do have a tab here just called Seb Options. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see what pops up there. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is his team and he's going to talk us through kind of what he's looking at moving forward and when he put could potentially wild card because there's a lot of people out there thinking about wild card in this week and we will actually discuss that very very quickly before we get onto anything else today as well we're going to look at the um over under game that we do at the end of the pod every week and also we have a little bit of an update to see how Rich and Seb are actually getting on this year with the over and under game. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, and I know Seb's got the name of the guy that's been collating some of the data for us. Then we're going to look at our best teams. We're going to do a bit of a Q&A. The com team, I messed up this week. I didn't message the guy until about half an hour ago. Said, if you got the comp team? And he didn't message me back. So, I mean, he you know, he can't love the Scoutcast that much if he didn't reply within five minutes. So, uh yeah. Very convenient when they're, uh, they're going to make
0: you wear a mask. Very convenient. No,
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Um, mm. Anyway, on to some points. Oh, dearie me. What a week. So, I've got Turner playing in goal at the moment.
2: <laughs> You've had to do this before, Andy. You can, <sighs> you can do it.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have got Chilwell. I benched Colwell and I benched a Stupertown. A Stupertown didn't play. Colwell did. Chilwell then ended up benched and I was actually at the game so I was watching the Bournemouth Chelsea game and I was sat there thinking I know what's going to happen Chillwell's going to come on Mudrick went off Chillwell didn't come on I was thinking oh here we go here we go about 70 minutes in maybe even 75 77 minutes in Colwell went off Chilwell came on Chillwell got booked so Chillwell got zero Colwell got his clean sheet locked and got him locked on my bench because Chillwell came on so that was lovely Brought in a doggy for uh, Shaw this week. Got me two points. Saliba got me six. Hero. Mbumo, Rashford, Foden all got me two points. Bruno Fernandes got me one point. Saka got me an assist and got me six. Uh, Jackson got me one. Got booked. Um, and Harlan got me 12 as captain. So I am on 34 points as it stands. Down to 1.7 million. <sighs> yeah. It didn't go that well this week. I didn't, you know, keep Pedro because he's a bad pick and he obviously didn't play. Um yeah. The it's fact what you it is.
2: Doubled up on Chelsea defenders. You avoided all the pain with Reece James. They got a clean sheet and you get zero points. I know. Hello. <laughs> like, you, you you literally couldn't script it, especially the fact you were, you were there as well. I mean, when it happened, I I wanted Choupo to come on not because of you, but then when I saw the sub it was, and I noticed that you had Colwell on the bench, I did actually feel bad.
1: The thing thing that's mental is that I actually did well picking Colwell at the very beginning because he's played every game. Mm -hmm. I did well having Saliba instead of Gabriel. He had a goal
2: disallowed as well.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, thank God that didn't count. Um, (laughs) But I I did well to go in Saliba instead of... um, Gabriel but the thing is I probably would have had Gusto if I'd have done those things and obviously he kept the clean sheet and got an assist and things it's just it's just I don't know it's absolutely mental um so yeah so there you go 34 points down a Team, 1.7 team's
0: fine though man like this week what you know low scoring for everyone and then that that Chelsea defence shenanigan has swung it for you but the decision's not terrible like I don't think we thought... We discussed a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? They're like, Chilwell playing in in like not necessarily fullback, more like the left-wing, wing-back thing, maybe adjusts his minutes down. But I think we were more talking about early subs, not just random benchings. <laughs> so playing Chilwell over Coldwell is probably the decision everyone makes. If they also have an Arsenal defender, a Tottenham defender to choose from, you know, your midfield, your strikers, benching a stupid a good call. I genuinely think you just... A bit of misfortune in a week where it was really tough anyway. So you've just come out like quite low down
1: the thing that's crazy is i'm actually making good decisions half the time yeah, like like um uh didn't get son i could have got son. i, I was looking at yeah. it and i was thinking i could have gone son i could get son and i thought no do you know what i don't i don't want to do it and obviously that turned out to be okay obviously i got a doggy who didn't get the clean sheet but yeah it's, it, it is what it is it's um what, what can you do really it's just one of those weeks it's just crazy that you know, down to 1.7, I haven't been one point seven billion for years, I don't think. So this is going to be an interesting little climb. The, the, guy, the guy who won it
0: last year, I keep seeing repeated on Twitter, was over 1 million at this stage. So you're on course to win, my friend.
1: Yeah. Why do you think I brought up the topic last week of, can you still get top 10K if you're over a 1
0: million? <laughs> <laughs> can you still get top 20K now? The guy, <laughs> that, the
1: guy that asked <laughs> the question, asked it was me that asked the question.
0: Yeah, that, um, that's that's We right. don't
2: forget last year, even at the Christmas break, I was like, what, a million? Yeah, true. I mean, I didn't win FPL, far, far, far from it. But
1: I'm, I'm convinced that I'm not going to win FPL now. I'm convinced this was the, the week. Odds are, the odds have gone down. Yeah, this honest. was the week.
2: If you started Colwell, well, you're still have very, very low chance, but yeah. it was higher.
1: <laughs> anyway, I was looking tonight and thinking, do you know what? Because Turner's just made another save, and I was thinking, if Turner gets a keep uh, uh, saves a penalty tonight. I'll still be on a red arrow.
0: (laughs) Turner doing well tonight would be pretty tough for me. So like right now I've had a little bump, but I'm done. I'm out. I don't think I've got any subs and I've had my goalkeeper play. Like if Turner goes and gets six or or more, and there's probably a few people who have got, well, a stupid stepping out for someone. There's there's probably Colwell's out there and stuff like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to drop down a fair bit. I think my rank now right now is probably a bit too kind.
1: That's why it's not fair doing the stream on a Monday night when there's a Monday night game because really all our ranks are probably going to be the same after tonight it's not fair really <laughs> um anyway the people on the pod by the way I'm 1.7 million the other two are pretty much top 600k so it's, it's not going to make a difference um I'm going to go to Seb's points next because I want to get higher as we go Seb talk us through your points this week
0: Uh, Sure. So I got four. What did I get? 43? 42? Uh, 44. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, 44. But no more to come. I have no subs, uh, no goalkeeper to play, unlike a lot of people now, uh, which puts me 360k. But I I genuinely like if Turner keeps the clean sheet, six points, that probably drops me to like 500k. That's how close it is. So somewhere in there. Uh, My team is Edison. Chirwell and Gusto, I did play both of them. Um, obviously, same story as you with Chirwell, but, but played Gusto, who's done well for me, actually. It's nice. Uh, Gabriel finally played and finally got points, although hilariously with his yellow card, he still <laughs> got one fewer than Saliba, which, <laughs> which was which which was was written, but I'll take my five all the way. That's great. I've held him for a while. Not necessarily because I was convinced he was going to be great, but just because I had other priorities and with Zinchenko back now in the team, we maybe are seeing the idea that if Zinchenko Jin- inverts, Gabriel can play. Although, of course, there have been injuries, so I don't think we've had confirmation on that theory. Uh, Rashford, Saka, Fernandez, and Foden was my midfield with Mbumo benched last minute, fortunately. João Pedro with seven, I think it was. Yeah, seven. So just underscoring Alvarez. But, you know, that Foden-Pedro combination or Foden-Jackson, I guess, really, uh, which is the other my other forward alongside Haaland captain has significantly underscored the the Sterling Alvarez uh, Sterling yeah Sterling Alvarez combination which was sliding doors my moment wasn't it a few weeks ago? Um but hey I made the wrong decision. Uh Turner and Bumo is Stupen and Bolduck on the bench for for no points or maybe some points from from Turner that I won't see. Uh yeah and I rolled. I didn't do son. I didn't do a Tottenham Defender, which I'm pretty happy with, although was suitably scared of Son or just any Tottenham uh most of the weekend and, and got away with it, I think.
1: Yeah. And I mean I've got I've got to ask you about Pedro. Mm. Do you look at that and think, that was a mistake? I shouldn't have done that. But I got the points because of it.
0: Um, oh, what do you mean? Like playing him? Yeah. Or... Playing um, him this week. Yeah, if we're being fair, I played him because I thought he would start, like this week, and he didn't, and he came on and scored a relatively low xg goal or oh, i think he created a few so it was like xgi looked okay yeah. but i think he had one shot and it was relatively low, low, low xg i think it was so,
2: 0.10 but like you say then he created okay a so jump. really low Point, yeah. so yeah
0: i mean like if, I left, if, if i'd left with an assist that's all right but also like yeah I, I i thought he would start and he didn't so definitely not a good call but a good outcome
1: yeah uh and then on to the absolutely sublime uh rich talk us through your points
2: it's rare, isn't it? It seems to be the only time I have a good week is when it's a low-scoring week in in general. But, <laughs> good time to um, we'll have them. Yeah, it it could have been very different. um I mean, as Seb knows, on Friday I was very close to doing Saka to Son. Yeah, I think I would have still captain Harland, and to be honest, that's probably what saved me in the end. Two things saved me on that. I decided that if I wasn't going to captain Son, what's the point? And then there were some embargoed comments. Just as I was making my decision, that saying Richarlison would be involved. Yeah. I never thought Richarlison was going to start based on that, but it did make me think because we mentioned a stat where Sons only finished about 60% of the games he started for Tottenham. Mm. And again, he did get subbed off, yeah. you know, in, in the 80th minute. He wasn't on the pitch when, you know, Tottenham scored the goals. So I then was pretty set on rolling. And then I fell back to my original plan, which was Diaz to Trippier. The only reason I didn't find it easy to do is because it does block Pedro to Morris. Yeah, but I can I can find that point one somewhere else. I just want I, I didn't want to not go with Trippier. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I'm on fifty two points. Um, Turner one point. Obviously, he's, well he's still playing at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Robertson eleven. Trippier eight. Chilwell with zero. Then Rashford, Bruno, Saka, Sterling, Bumo midfield, which I'm still really happy with that midfield. And I'm glad I didn't tell Zaka. Harlan captain, I think we can agree. It was unlucky not to be a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I started Pedro over Archer and yeah. Um, Yeah, that, I mean, like I mentioned, that was a lucky outcome. Mm. And I'm considering starting him this week because of Chilwell, but I guess we'll get onto that a bit later. I still like Pedro because of his price and because he plays for Brighton. Yeah. I do Fair think enough. even with limited minutes and the fact he'd be on penalties... It still gives him quite a high floor. Are
1: you starting him this week against Bournemouth?
2: Possibly. Hmm. Possibly. It, it depends on a lot of things. First of all, it depends on, because we're probably going to get the City team, potentially. Be
1: between him and Estupin, I would have thought, is it?
2: Estepinian, I'll definitely start Estepinian. It's between Pedro, Chilwell and Lewis. I have to start two of them.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: No, I have to start one of them, sorry. No. Yeah, I have to yeah, start yeah. one of them. Yeah. Okay. So I'm leaning, I'm leaning. I'll, I'll definitely start Estepinian, to be fair. And yeah. I'm much lower on Chilwell for, for obvious reasons. Yeah.
1: Okay. But what did you get all together this week so far?
2: It's 52, plus whatever Turner does.
1: 52. Oh, I know. Lovely week. Robertson's scoring was just, yeah. <laughs> the thing was, I
2: I needed that because obviously I'd, I'd spent the money. I've spent a lot more money on my defenders than other people. So yeah. while people have had a doggy getting, you know, 12 pointers here and there, I needed my 6.5 million defender to... I mean, he's on set pieces, so I was hoping clean sheet and assist. The clean sheet went really early. I never expected a goal.
1: Yeah. See, if this I'm is... being
2: true, truthfully honest, this and is three bonus.
1: I am slightly annoyed at myself because I kept saying the reason I didn't want a doggy was because the next two fixtures weren't nice. And now obviously he didn't do what we thought he was going to do this week, which was keep a clean sheet. And now he's got the next two fixtures where I'm like, oh, like I barely he, want to play him now anyway. You still have two, exactly. you have
0: 2 free pre-transfers there, right? One. Oh, so you, so you, okay, so you've got I one next week. I just used my transfer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, fair
1: enough. Um, whereas obviously you went for the Newcastle, man, and look at it, next two fixtures, you got quite nice. But I didn't think they'd keep a clean sheet against Brentford. That was my biggest thing, which is why I was like, if I bring in the Newcastle up, like my best thing would have been rolling, in hindsight. But it's, um, I, I just feel like that's the kind of moves you should be making, getting that Newcastle lad in, because you're also closer to that team that most people are going to be wildcarding to, which is going to be saving you. Potentially, you could prolong it if you wanted to, couldn't you?
2: What was interesting, actually, because I guess, yeah, doing the eye test on paper, which is a silly phrase. But like if I look at the fixtures, (laughs) I think Newcastle at home to Brentford doesn't look amazing. In my mind, it doesn't look incredible. But then you look at like projection models, you look at clean sheet odds Mm -hmm. and it actually wasn't that bad. I mean, I was thinking, do I sell Ruben Diaz away to West Ham, the best defence in the league? But they have exactly the same clean sheet odds as Newcastle, for example. So then I guess you weigh up Trippier being a much more attacking asset than Diaz. Obviously, with a doggy, we've seen you know he well he's got points. He is quite attacking. Yeah. Um. So I mean, a doggy was another one I was thinking of because I mean it would have saved money, but I've just had my heart set on Trippier for well weeks. I mean that's why I have Robertson ironically. Yeah. But now I can't bear to sell Robertson. So oh,
1: I like it. It's a good move. And actually, I and love the one fact other that thing. Differentials as well.
0: What? Sorry to cut you off there. I was going to say one other thing. I guess we haven't really touched on because none of us had him, but the son captain is out there that's really tough because i think ahead of the week we were all either quite high on son or you know worried we weren't going to get him because it didn't make sense for our teams or what have you we all potentially got away with that but also at the same time when you look at the weekend son put up like nothing like 0.1 0.2 xg and xa combined and at one point harland oh yeah gosh and at one point harland was heading for like nearly 3xg without scoring a goal i think if he touched that you know the bernardo silver one if he touched that which like he you know might as well have done in terms of the chance it was available to him he would have cleared like 3xg before he scored a goal which is ridiculous so while that son call is tough for people i think there could have been a really painful swing there that that has been avoided
2: it does show the merits in and I'm not, obviously, I, I don't want this to sound hindsighty, but you know how a lot of people avoided Salah in game week two? We had that game against Bournemouth. People that didn't own those players, I mean, were terrified. Yeah. It's kind of like that because you've then got the two bad fixtures. So I think sometimes it is worth pausing and you know thinking about, you know, what are you going to look like when you set your team up this week? I mean, I was so close to doing it. Yeah. And it was only really an urge that stopped me.
1: Yeah, and and yeah. you look all those people that did well this week, right? Well, like you said were the ones that had Alvarez and Salah. So if you look yeah. at your thing, and it's that it, it, uh, uh, Son yeah. wasn't actually as highly owned as you think he was in the grand scheme of things, was he?
2: No, and he's I mean he's still a, he's still a great pick. It's just you're gonna have to look at the dodgy fixtures for yeah. for a couple yeah, we of weeks.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. Moving on then to our overachievers so far. So, I mean, this is the Ward-Prowse table. We say this every week. Ward-Prowse still up there. Scored a goal at the weekend against Manchester City. Uh, but he is uh, to it very, very well in terms of the overachievers. Mateta, then Diaby. Alvarez is next, which is interesting. Then Awunyi, who is playing tonight. So he's played considerably less minutes than everybody else on this table, but he's on this table anyway. Uh, Lamptey, Aurea, Gusto. Uh, Huang for Wolves and then Esther Pinyan for uh Brighton as well. Um, Ward Prowse, he's, he's got to stop doing this at some point, Seb, hasn't he?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, but also maybe not. I mean, heart back to your your Bernardo Silvers and your um, your Lingards and what have you, but yeah, I think I, I'm not unless West Ham's fixtures were lovely and that price point worked, I have no interest at all. But hey, if someone went for it, fair enough, you're you're getting he's not stupidly lucky either because right he's like two two xgi there so he is putting up some numbers he's just also massively outperforming those which is a lovely combination i think the takeaway is that if you don't own him don't worry about it if you do own him keep an eye on maybe if there's a chance to get off there because you know there is every chance that luck won't run out but there's also a chance that luck will run out
1: yeah exactly and another player i'm not saying this player is lucky at all i'm just saying obviously he's overachieving rich but Diaby's on there as well. He's somebody that is firmly on my radar for wildcard if we wildcard in a game week eight because their fixtures are nice. Villa have been very hit and miss so far this season. They can sometimes look very good, sometimes look a little bit poor. But Diaby seems like a player that needs to be on everybody's watch list at least, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, I mean, with the fixtures that are coming up, I mean, we talked about it a couple of times, haven't we, with a fixture swing in like 9, 10 onwards. I mean, they've got two or three incredible games in a row, Villa. So I think we'd definitely be looking at him. I mean, I guess there's some there's been a slight decline in Watkins, hasn't there? Just to talk about the other the other Villa attacking asset, because obviously he's lost his penalties. He's not getting as many minutes. His numbers don't seem to be as good you know, over a small sample this season. So, yeah, I think he's interesting, DRB.
1: Burnley goal, by the way. Sorry, carry on. Right. DRB.
2: I can't remember what we're talking about now. DRB. Oh, we're talking about DRB. Yeah. Look kind of how happy Seb looks as well.
0: Um, I'm chuffed, mate. Um, this is the made by evening.
2: Who scored? 2 no. minute no, Go
0: goal. Go on, <laughs> goal. <laughs> oh, no, not again. Not two <laughs> weeks
2: in a row. Not two weeks in a row. But yeah, um, I don't know if I will look at DRB, though. I think there's just so many good midfielders at the moment. I mean, it's, it's a good price. I still prefer... I think I prefer Eze yeah. over DRB, for, exa- mm. for just as an example. So... It's an interesting one. It'd be it'd be popular.
1: Yeah, I agree. And another another player on here that's starting to get into a few more teams, and I think will be very very popular again this week. And Alvarez, Seb. I mean, yeah, he he's, he's becoming that creator. He is in that KDB role, isn't he? We all thought Foden would be. Alvarez is that KDB role. He's getting the he assists. Is. He's playing every game. He's and Pep came out and said he's he's pretty much essential and undroppable at the moment.
0: So he's dropped then, isn't he? You know, we yeah, know what exactly. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of like the, I guess the system, it's not like for like, is it? But in terms of that that role in the team, yeah, Alvarez seems to replace it. Rodri's creativity has gone through the roof. Someone a couple of weeks ago suggested Rodri, and I remember going, Nah, I still think Nah, but I would admit I'm paying more attention. So fair play to that person. But I think on Alvarez, like he's a, you know he's near the top of the overperformers. Same old story. You know th- these players are great to have. You know they're they're putting up if they're putting up good numbers and overperforming. Brilliant. What a lovely combination yeah you're getting a bit lucky but at least he's also got i think he's got what the best underlying numbers on this list as well so fair enough it's it's an overperformance, but it's not like a it's not jammy returns necessarily um the the thing i'd point out is that a couple of his assists i think doku at the weekend um and then a couple of weeks ago for i forget who i'm afraid but maybe grealish was it where they've basically been like no sideways passes a few yards and the other player has done all the work that's probably where a lot of that overperformance in the numbers we're seeing here comes from you know five assists from obviously well under that number of a uh, number of xa but i don't necessarily think that's why he's in people's team sure he's getting the returns but it's the minutes it's the 90 minutes every week in, in an attacking city side, an attacking position in a city side that is attracting people. An overperformance, better numbers than expected, whatever. That's a bonus. I think it's the minutes. And for me, yeah, I, I still have I still have regret over having Foden rather than Alvarez. But I will just round that off by saying I wouldn't be desperate to get Alvarez. I don't think I'm gonna do it myself. I think there are better ways to mold our squad going forward. I would probably have him as like marginal third, fourth best striker over the next little while until you wildcard. And so you could get him in that third slot, but then you're probably dropping your fifth mid. So I think it's a conversation. It's definitely not a slam dunk. And if anyone's struggling to get to him, for example, me, I have three city and the one he isn't one of them, just like Son, I would not worry about it too much. Yeah, you're going to see points and it's a bit scary, but I think your team can do better if you concentrate on the things you need rather than the things you, like, you know you want that you can't have.
1: What do you think, Rich? If you don't have Alvarez at the moment, for instance, if you're somebody that has Jackson, how much should you be trying to get Alvarez in your team? Because you don't, you don't have to, you know, move funds around. He's cheaper than Jackson. Jackson's obviously underperforming at the moment. How much? How much of a priority do you think it would be getting Alvarez in?
2: It's funny because not owning Jackson, I probably haven't got the anger that <laughs> Jackson. Jackson owners have. Because I mean, I, I, you know, I can understand why. You know, all these bookings. <clears> yeah, you know, he's on four that's...
1: as well, so it's worth saying for everybody that if he gets another one, he's suspended.
2: Which is crazy, this early in the season. I mean, I, I imagine, actually, there'll probably be some owners hoping he gets booked in the next game so they can sell him, you know, without any regrets.
1: What's frustrating is it's not for fouls either. It's always for dissent. It's yep. always for dissent and kicking the ball away. He's not committed a foul that's led to a booking yet. Well,
2: that's why in the last game, I think, I mean, you were there and I don't think you saw it because no, it, it didn't, did, no. yeah. Like you say, off off the ball dissent, but no one on the TV saw it. It was just suddenly appeared on, like, sofa score and similar... Yeah similar apps like that. But if I I think if I had Jackson, my team would have to be in a very good way for me to use a transfer on doing Jackson to Alvarez Mm. because I mean, there's Morris coming up as in a lot of people are going to be going for Morris. So that's where I feel like I'd use that Jackson move. And even that week in game week seven, I think that's tough because Jackson's got the Fulham fixture. Yeah. So, I mean, Chelsea have got good fixtures. I know they not always look great, but the numbers aren't horrific. Um, I much prefer Sterling over Jackson, but obviously that's a different different position. So I don't think I would do it. I think if I had Jackson, I would just hold Jackson for at least one more fixture, possibly two, but that depends on Morris. And then you can always look at Alvarez down the line. He's so cheap. We've got Champions League, you know, just about to start.
1: What if, what if you had Jackson and Chilwell? Who would be your priority move out there?
2: Chilwell, 100%. I think the... I don't think Chilwell is good enough to risk him starting or not starting, even though he's playing at at left wing. So for for me, yeah, Chilwell, I think is a much easier sell than Jackson.
1: It goes to show though, doesn't it? Like how quickly opinions change in FPL. Like, you, yep. Chilwell was essential literally essential I think that was after. overblown yeah. though oh, but, but it's mad though and everyone's like uh, you have to get Chilwell you, and you also, have to get him
2: and the fixtures have, have changed as well because actually thinking about it we did say you have to get Chilwell and James yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah and then obviously yeah. look what happened to James but I still feel like James is the better asset when he's when they're both fit mm. I still feel pretty pretty confident about that and obviously there's a couple of things that could have gone different for Chilwell and this conversation you know wouldn't be happening hmm but I mean, for me, he'd be a priority sell, well over Jackson, for example. Alvarez, yeah. don't get me wrong, Alvarez is good, but you can see here he's overperforming, like we say, with the number of assists he's getting. Yeah, yeah he's on set pieces, so that's always gonna always gonna help. I mean, I guess that's what you know. Ward Prowse is on set pieces as well, which again probably helps you overperform. One
0: really exercise. interesting thing, just I thought to jump in there that I've always yeah. often wanted to wanted to put into these conversations is that. Being on set pieces is obviously normally a brilliant thing to have, and you'd want to have those numbers as well. So, like Ward Browse, you're seeing those numbers because he's good at the set pieces. Yep. Something to note is that City, now I think they stopped doing it at the beginning of this season, but I think it was last season, took something like 50% of their corners short, which means if you're on the corner, that actually isn't that helpful for FPL. Because if you're playing it short, even yep. if you then get return ball, it isn't like on set pieces that we normally mean when we're looking for. So I'd want to keep an eye on that if you know if he's still on set pieces. Yeah. yeah. But even I
2: mean even if you get 50% of set pieces for a team like City, I mean that's a uh, that's a good thing about Alvarez. So I can I can get that. That's a bonus I didn't really expect pre-season. And I guess De Bruyne being out to help, help with that for sure. But, but no, I don't have an urgency to to get him. But obviously I'm, I appreciate what he's doing to you yes. know to my rank because he's going to become more and more popular.
0: I mean it's, it's some... a classic case of one of those like definitely wish i had got him yeah. but has that passed a little bit like uh, we'll talk about it later when we talk about wild cards i'm pretty sure he'll be on my wild card unless things change between now and then but between now and then i don't really feel the urge to need him although every time he plays i'm going to be going oh gosh
2: and it's you know what else is funny i've sat here for the last three four weeks and i've been quite jealous of you both having jackson do you, do you see what i mean though as in like that's now a player people are looking to sell and i'm glad Because I can now enjoy Sterling a bit more. (laughs) Because I'm worried that Sterling's going to score, but it's assisted by Jackson. So it's not going to gain me over a lot of people I know that play the game.
1: I mean, I will say when I watched that game, so obviously, like I said, I watched that game live, and there there was not a lot of difference between Bournemouth and Chelsea in terms of they had some okay build up play, they had some okay players, but anything in, in front of goal neither team had any confidence it was it was really poor like some of the quality up top was not what you would be expecting from that kind of game you would be you would actually be hard pressed to say that wasn't two championship mid-table championship teams going up against each other it was it was quite poor at times to be perfectly honest and I was just watching that and just thinking I don't know I, I mean, only sta- the stadium must give it that, doing that well
2: Sorry, Andy. I was just going to say the stadium must give it that um, impression as well, though slightly. <laughs> but it must. Come stadium, on. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, it's not like Chelsea have done that well at the Bridge either. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just wondering whether it's cut the losses. The thing is, it's not just an easy move of saying, "Oh, I'm just going to go Jackson or Alvarez," because if I do that, I can't get Morris without taking a hit the next, you know, when I want him and all that kind of stuff. And it's not, I don't know. It, there's obviously more to it, but I, I just wonder whether. We're just ignoring somebody that is playing pretty much every minute for Manchester City. He's on set pieces. He's playing in the KDB role. He's got Haaland up top as well with him. I'm just wondering whether we should just go, yeah, just need to get him.
0: I mean, I think that's the thing. Like I said, he'd be third or fourth on my list. So that's, Who, that's there's, a lot, there's first, a lot of
1: forwards. Who's first or third um, then?
0: Haaland's obviously in your yeah. team. Then I currently have Jackson in that second slot. And with the next couple of fixtures, I don't know if I'd necessarily want Alvarez over Jackson. And if I'm fighting that spot out, I think someone like Morris, obviously, is who we're looking at for the doubles upcoming. Uh, Newcastle's fixtures are excellent. So if you can make the call between Wilson and Isak, I think that is a better pick. But making that call is very, very difficult. Eduard from Palace is doing all right. And there was definitely someone else I was going to mention, but I've forgotten. Point being, he's in that conversation, but it's not like it's Haaland and Alvarez and done. I think for the next couple of weeks, there are a couple of other players who will do better over those fixtures until you get to your wildcard, which for me is 8, 9 or 10. Mm. Um, you know, if it's someone like Rich who's in 14, maybe you are getting Alvarez now because you're looking at a different horizon. Um, I don't know if Rich is wildcarding so in 14. If, I know he was talking about later.
1: So if you were making a brand new team today, you would pick Jackson over Alvarez to go with Haaland?
0: I'd be really tempted, man. Although... With the four yellow cards, I think that's much more risk now. And so my, we'll get onto this later, right? But my, I've got two transfers this week and one of my transfers out may well be Jackson, but that would be to facilitate Trippier, not to play, not to play, you know, Jackson or otherwise. But then that's the other thing, right? We're talking about if we have three or two forwards or whatever, I think there's four or five mids that everyone wants or has. And then we're starting to look at defenders again you know putting you know getting rid of Chelsea defenders maybe bringing in Newcastle getting rid of Arsenal bringing in Newcastle so I think you could conceivably end up with just Haaland or Haaland and another and that Haaland and another is going to be Morris in in one week I think so I don't know where the Alvarez spot is in your team until you get to nine and ten
1: I don't know I don't know whether I'm calling on Morris a little bit I don't know whether I should be or not but
2: I think the early sub for Morris it's definitely worth monitoring but just just on city again as well i mean i think the time to get Alvarez. this is going to sound really obvious again but the, the times to get him was when the fixtures were good like a couple of weeks ago because when we get to and it's a good point said mates because yeah if you're wild carding in like eight nine ten maybe you could bring him in for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. but i mean when you look at the fixtures like i mean game week eight arsenal away game week nine got brighton game week 10 they've got united like i guess you can have your own opinion on how good united are after this weekend but still they're three not they're not banker fixtures, two of them away. The home game, which City are normally better in, is against Brighton. Who obviously we've seen what they've been like this season. So it doesn't feel like these kind of games they're gonna win like, you know, four, five, six nil. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's why I'm not too fear that's why I'm not too fearful of it. I
1: don't know. People were saying that this week. People were so happy to go against Haaland this week, weren't they? I know, don't don't get me wrong, you got a point, but like you just said, pick, yeah. getting over a 3XG, people thought this was a good fixture to go against Haaland and I'm just looking at it just thinking... Yeah, but
2: Haaland's it, different to Alvarez.
1: Yeah, he is, but Alvarez <laughs> is different to what we've said. I, I'm, genuinely, I'm shocked Seb said that he put him fourth. I, I think he's... I
0: mean, you, if not so, second, so, at least joint so second. Also, I mean, Darwin. you're saying you're there, you're saying like, you know, Alvarez is different, or whatever. But I've just, you know, on the X under, which is, you know, our next screen. Yeah. Again, terrible finish or whatever doesn't matter. But in terms of, you know, the numbers we're putting up, Alvarez was on two point nine XGI. Yeah. I've got Enzo Fernandez took a penalty, massively helped Jackson Bruno, Eze. Matias Cunha is on 2.39, Rashford on 3.24. All those players are ahead of Alvarez in terms of XGI, apart from Cunha, who's just behind him. Yeah, they're on, on the underperformers. So either you go, I've been unlucky, or these players can't finish and Alvarez can finish or whatever. But then you say, well, it's not finishing necessarily because a bunch of his uh, points have come from assists. So is it because Haaland's an amazing finisher? Well, he missed a bunch at the weekend, so didn't assist Haaland at the weekend. doku has got a great goal. So I think when we're comparing... we've got to be careful between looking at someone who is getting points versus players who are putting up the underlying numbers that over over time is a better predictor of points, even if in isolation it might not be for Jackson because he's a terrible finisher. You know, Darwin, it's that story again. But generally, underlying numbers and minutes. Now, Alvarez has much higher minutes than we were thinking, I think, in City's team. And that's the thing that would attract me to him almost more than any underlying numbers he's putting up because it's a city attacker getting, you know, getting good minutes with with fine numbers, but a lot of players on this list are doing better than him in terms of numbers. So, if they could just flip and finish, then it'd be fine, wouldn't it?
1: But the, the, this is the big question, isn't it? Is is he is this going to be the Jackson table at the end of the year because he never oh, gets this? Quite possibly, absolutely, but he never converts the chances he gets.
0: Absolutely, absolutely could be, but you only know that when we get there, like. This is you know finishing is i think we've had the conversation a million times so i don't want to labor it but it's massively overvalued as a thing that we can assess here ourselves from from numbers or from watching tv whatever your preferred method is but also just as an actual like skill there was an interesting discussion on on twitter the other day where i think was it michael or this morning actually where michael cayley was putting up Uh, over the last 12 years or so, like the best goal to XG performers in the world, like the top 10. Messi was like number nine with a stupid number of goals, like stupid number of shots. He's amazing It's Messi. Son was number two. I think we know that, right? I think we can say we've learned he's a good finisher. That's fine. Number one was Kevin De Bruyne. Do you remember that season when Kevin De Bruyne couldn't finish and everyone was like laughing and FBL can't finish, doesn't matter about the numbers, blah, blah, blah. Over the last 12 years, he's got one of the best ratios of goals to XG in the entire world. The season after he did underperform his numbers, absolutely, we saw that by eye, he then massively overperformed his numbers, like the biggest in his entire career. So my point here is this absolutely could be the Jackson season, but that is not enough for us to take that rule and apply it to every player we always see appear on this table or other tables of a similar nature. And I think nine times out of 10, by picking players who put up great underlying numbers, you're going to get the points, even if when we look at this table, you can pick out the one, two or three that don't do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, before we move off of this under table, and I will just go through it for people listening on the pod as well. It's Enzo at the top, then Jackson. That's what Chelsea have been this season. Then Bruno, Eze, Mopé, Havertz, Matis Cunha, Billing, Did Rashford, and Did Which who's <laughs> Cunha's. No, Liverpool. I didn't know. Oh, it
2: smacked him in the face. Sorry, <laughs> that's why I laughed. <laughs> that's
1: fine. Um, looking at this table then, Rich, before we move off this one, and then we go on to the fixtures for a bit. Jackson, Bruno, and Rashford are really heavily owned. Some people have all three of them. The doing me. Um, at what point do you say actually they not they were bad picks, but it hasn't worked out. They're not converting their chances or, or you know performing to what their xgi should be doing. And what point do you just say I've just I've just got to get rid I've just got to get for some of these players that are actually converting their chances. So, for instance, moving from Bruno, if you can't, I know it's tough, but to someone like a Salah or you know to someone like a, a Madison or a Son, who I know haven't didn't do well this week, but have nice fixtures later on. At what point do you move a Jackson to Alvarez? Because for, for instance, you could show all that patience, and that patience doesn't pay off, and then you're just being left behind all the time. And these players who have been good historically well not jackson maybe but bruno and rashford definitely at, at, at what point do you lose faith in them
2: i'd be interested actually to see the enzo jackson link up as in is enzo underperforming because jackson's missing chances
1: oh,
0: yeah,
2: yeah that would be something interesting to look into a but lot of think... this
0: comes from a miss pen
2: just worth adding that i think mm-hmm. oh of course yeah what would he lose there Point two four.
0: Well, he's obviously, if Penny's is like oh, no, he's 0.76, he so be an performance of 0.76. Of course. 7, of course.
2: So. Okay. So that's not going to help him. Um, no, I just wonder where the rest of that had come from though. But um, Bruno is a tricky one because his fixtures are so good. Now, Obviously, there's a lot of debate about where he's going to play as in it's mm. not so straightforward, is it? It's positioning. He's playing
1: everywhere at the moment. Yeah. Right back at one point.
2: So he, I find him hard to judge. The fact that, yeah, like you say, he can play everywhere, but they've got good fixtures and he's on penalties. I guess at what point do you think good fixtures and penalties are are not enough Hmm. but i think just for me with those fixtures i'm just gonna hold him i I feel like i've committed enough with him i'm gonna keep him i think like i said with jackson i don't actually particularly like jackson or rate jackson but the thing is he's getting numbers and the fixtures are still good and i don't always see the value of jumping off a player when there's possibly another striker you're gonna want in in a couple of weeks obviously i say that stuck with Yao pedro because i'm so patient so I think Bruno, I think he's a hole just because of the fixtures and you just hope to get lucky because you can get lucky with Bruno. I think we talked about him quite a lot, but, you know, you get that penalty. It's basically an eight point penalty because his stats are, are decent. See, I, um,
1: I look at Bruno and Rashford. I don't think there's a debate anymore which one to go with. I, I think you just go Rashford now because Bruno, I, think, I yeah. Having a player that's playing sometimes right wing where he's going to be ineffective. I mean, this week it was kind of like a 4-4-2, so he still played in midfield. But like I said, he was also getting back and playing right back. Rashford at least looked effective going forward and he looked quite selfish. But yeah. I mean, it's Good just so FPL. tough holding on to him. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's it just seems so tough to hold on to both of them.
2: There's not that many other options now, though, because, I mean, if you don't have the Spurs mids, they've got a, there's a couple of games where, you know, we talked about it, Spurs has got two bad fixtures, so you're not going to move him on to you're not going to move him on Son. Hmm. Maybe you'll look at that in a couple of weeks, they then United's fixtures get even better. So I think, Bruno, you can hold safely for now. I can't see a midfielder you'd go for. As in, I mean, if you don't have Bumo surely there's someone else you can move out instead of Bruno Fernandes, yeah. because he's so... I mean, I think he's about to hit 7 million but still I don't think it's the time I think we've got at least a couple of games now to really decide if we want if we want Bruno or not um Jackson probably is easier I mean if someone's set they don't want Morris for example if you're you know 100 percent because Morris did get subbed off early as well this week if you want to use that to justify it maybe you could justify going to Alvarez but I just I just think the timing's weird I, th- I still think that timing's weird yeah. you know okay. double game week the champions leagues as in double game week for you know for, for Burnley and Luton with the champions league starting as well
0: yeah I just wanted to echo as well which Rich is saying like you know when you get off these players fixtures basically right you know we're we, we've got the underlying number to say okay they got in the right positions or whatever bad finish are fine when fixtures turn that's when you're gonna go okay cool now I'm going to try and look elsewhere i'm going to try and find someone else who either has or may get good underlying numbers and has good fixtures for that slot uh and while we were talking as well there, there was just a, a lovely chat in the a lovely conversation in the chat just about that as well about can you judge finishing and stuff and i think uh, maybe people can i'm i'm clearly not good enough to do it so that's absolutely fine i I'd, I'd love to hear if people can because I, I would very happily learn from that but a conversation around like you know technique and what have you i think the risk with that is we can kind of apply the the post factual narrative to that where Chelsea underperform their numbers they're not quite clicking whatever oh Jackson looks clumsy he missed a couple of chances therefore bad finisher for Villarreal last season Jackson put up eight xg in about 25 matches and scored 12 goals so last year he overperformed his xg by 50 percent which is pretty massive so what has changed this season he's come to Chelsea is he facing better goalkeepers I mean maybe the Premier League has better goalkeepers but but Luton probably don't who's a team he's played he's got a
1: target for the goalkeepers to make well yeah exactly
0: (laughs) as well right so then maybe you argue well the change of atmosphere coming to Chelsea you know he's he's not feeling confident he's not feeling whatever and then we come back to an argument we've had before as well which is well confidence does that mean he's just finishing badly which I think is a very a a very accurate thing like if I'm not feeling good I won't finish well but if I'm not feeling good I also probably am not going to get the chances I'm just generally not going to play well So I think this just illustrates the idea that it's so easy to look at this table and go, ah, I saw Jackson fluff a chance. I know he's a bad finisher. The numbers back it up. But if you looked at it last season, you'd go, ooh, a plus 50% finisher. Yes, please, with those fixtures. And so the takeaway, I think, is not to fall on either side of that fence. The takeaway is to just go, good fixtures, good numbers. I'll take it while I can, and then I'll move to the next one.
1: Yeah, with lovely stuff. Right, Let's have a look at some fixtures now then. So these are the fixtures from 6 to 10. This is um, ordered in terms of difficulty. uh, And obviously you can get all of this from the uh, members area in Fantasy Football Scouts. Make sure you join up if you haven't done already. Uh, So Luton and Burnley are top mainly because they have that extra fixture. But actually their fixtures aren't too bad then we've got Newcastle so Newcastle fixtures are obviously changed now for the better and they look quite nice for quite a while same with Villa Villa are fourth Liverpool Chelsea Bournemouth Brentford Fulham Man United and then we start getting into the bottom half Everton Spurs although I will say Spurs is are Kind of swayed quite a lot because their next two fixtures are Arsenal and Liverpool. But after that, they do get very nice very quickly. Uh, Arsenal, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Wolves, Man City, Sheffield United, Brighton and Forest. Now, as Rich has already alluded to, Man City's fixtures maybe aren't the best after game week eight. But the next two are very nice with Forest at home and then Wolves away. We're all obviously looking at this at the moment. And the reason we've been bringing in players like Newcastle players but investing in someone like Morris ahead of time and even Aston Villa players and DRB and players like that, well, and Liverpool there too, is because their fixtures are obviously so nice now. Teams like Chelsea, Manchester United and Man City, their fixture, and Brighton, their fixtures seem to be turning. So, Rich, you obviously brought in a Newcastle player this week. Because their fixtures have already turned, do you feel like this is maybe, if you were to avoid Luton and Burnley in the double game week, do you feel like there is an opportunity to maybe prolong that wild card in game week eight because the fixtures are already nice, if that makes sense, for, for like Newcastle and Villa and Liverpool?
2: As in not wildcarding and going, yeah, yeah that's something I'm, I'm strongly considering. Like I was 99% decided I was going to save the wildcard beyond game week 10 because I thought it was quite easy to navigate. Yeah, Obviously, we talked about it a bit last week as in I've only got two Chelsea players. That's going to become one quite shortly you know i've already got one liverpool player i've now brought in a newcastle player the only thing that scared me a little bit about that was actually harland's stats <laughs> as in because that whole plan relied on selling harland and buying salah yeah because i'd hate to own harland when he's over 100 percent eo and and very rarely captain that's the only thing that scares me not you know bringing in these players i mean i think it's quite quite viable i mean if salah or harland got injured i think there'd be no point playing the wild card. I think you might as well try and hold it for the blank in like game week 18 or get as close to that as as possible. But yeah, Newcastle defenders, I mean, I think they're the obvious replacement for Chilwell. You said like, obviously the, the run's already started, but I still think, I mean, look at it, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Palace Wolves, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, Sheffield United seems to be wiping out everyone's clean sheets.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. Several
2: people are targeting them with Spurs, Man City. um, yeah. Everton. <laughs>
1: no, it's very true. I mean, I, I, Seb, like like, like we were just saying there, it does look nice for Newcastle and Villa. We're going to be talking a little bit about Newcastle coming up there. But Luton and Burnley are there in game week seven. They're top of the fixture ticket because they have that extra fixture. And if anybody was wondering why we target... A player from a bad team in a double game week look at what it does on that fixture ticker it puts him right up the top there and this is why you know people are chasing morris in that double game week yeah. isn't it uh,
0: we're gonna have the same conversation again and i'm yeah. excited to see which side i come out of of it on it <laughs> I, I think i know which side i'm going to come out of on it but you know is morris a good pick no no he's a terrible pick until he plays everton and burnley in a double game week and then he's not just a good pick but like a harland captaincy challenge But then I also know how that goes. So uh, we can maybe save that for later. But as you say, important to point out that Luton and Burnley are high here because of the double. But also Luton's fixtures aren't too bad around that. You know, if you do need to hold Morris or get him early, it's not awful for you. Um, Although keep in mind that Tottenham fixture there at home is maybe a light blue. And and you can go on the side and adjust that yourself, by the way. You could make that a slightly harder fixture if you Mm -hmm. you fancied.
1: Yeah. And then moving on to fixtures 11 to 19. So if you were to hold your wildcard from here, Again, the fixture, it changes completely again because obviously the fixture swings happen. Newcastle are clear at the top there for the for, from game weeks 11 all the way up to when our first wild card runs out in game week 19. Brighton a second. Sheffield United, Wolves, Forest. I want to get some Forest players in, although they're not exactly endearing themselves tonight, losing 1-0 to Burnley at home. Um, <laughs> West Ham, Burnley, Man United, Fulham. Man United are always quite high up there in terms of fixtures. You know, their fixtures do seem to be quite nice, but I'm wondering whether some of their fixtures need to turn a little bit redder based on how they're getting on this so far this year. But the interesting ones there at the bottom, Chelsea, Aston Villa, Man City and Spurs and Arsenal, all in the bottom half in terms of fixture ticker all the way up to the end there. Um, Man City, Rich... We're obviously, we're not going to be getting rid of Haaland, but we're talking about Julian Alvarez already. They do have a blank in Game Week 18, which is probably why they're a little bit lower than they should be in here. But with Champions League coming up and all that kind of stuff, I've got Foden, there's other people with defenders as well. Do you see a world in which, you know, people only owned Haaland or only owned Haaland and Alvarez?
2: Yeah, I mean Haaland, I think there, there. I think there are going to people, be be, be, be people who sell him for Salah, yeah. In in the next few game weeks, and then maybe they can use their wild card to get him back, for example. But I think it's going to be the same as always. You know, Alvarez scores a couple of goals. He's bought in. Foden scores a couple of goals. You know, he's bought in. That seems to be the way with City. I think if you're not sure about a defender, at times you can maybe look at Diaz or something. Mm-hmm. The really interesting thing with City is though, when you get to like game week sixteen, they've obviously got Luton, Luton away, then Palace, then they have the blank because they they don't play Brentford that week, and then they've got an Everton fixture in game week nineteen.
1: Yeah,
2: and that's why I am wondering: can the wild card be used better if you save it? You know, till till then, um, I haven't quite worked out how I'd navigate it if I save the wild card. But you'll just save the wild card, and you—I mean—you could definitely benefit there. I mean, imagine yeah, and that's having around.
1: Imagine having Haaland and Alvarez in game week 17. And then you, are, you already play what? Cameron Archer in game week 18.
2: <laughs> That's the thing. And there's actually something very lucky there. Because obviously Archer was, he actually was sold in the end. Villa actually yeah. sold him to Sheffield United. Because if he went on loan, he wouldn't have been able to play in game week 18. So actually then you wouldn't have Alvarez, Haaland or Archer in oh, game week 18. So to clarify, Archer can play. But it's just interesting that if he was loaned out, then yes, that would be awful. But yeah, so you could have Archer home to his, you know, or away to his old team.
1: Yeah, I like it.
2: I mean, I guess it's a way to navigate, isn't it? With benches, you probably could navigate a team without a wild card. And it's such
1: a long way away as well, isn't
2: it? It would just be a lot easier, especially with the good Man City fixtures around them.
0: I was looking at it, I reckon, obviously very lightly. Mm. Two transfers maybe does it because you have Haaland, you have, say, a City defender, you can bench, You, you want to keep Haaland so fine, probably bench a defender because we all seem to have quite good depth there and I would imagine that would continue. And then there's probably a chance I have or would have got back on, say, Mbumu around that time. So bench that. That's basically my bench spots taken if I assume I have one bad or non-playing option. So I maybe need one or two transfers to navigate it. Now, of course, that's far from optimal, but I think it's worth saying that you know, if you can do the earlier period with transfers instead of a wild card, you can also do that period with a transfer or two instead of a wild card.
2: It's yeah. just there are other little swings there as well. I mean, like Brentford. I mean, Brent. We we did this last week, didn't we? We looked at Brentford. If you took the blank out, and Brentford and City yeah. actually had the best fixtures. So, I mean, you could look at getting Brentford players back in. I mean, if you've got rid of any around that time, Chelsea players. Dare I say, it, I've chosen the worst week to big up Chelsea players. But let's see, it's all clicking, <laughs> clicking for Chelsea. And it gets the game week 16. They've got Everton, Sheffield, United, Wolves, Palace. I just think there could be a nice little window there if you can get through these next couple of weeks um, without wildcarding.
1: Those Brighton boys as well, Seb. I'm looking at those fixtures again, all the way up to like if You're going to probably be holding Esther Pinyan in a wildcard whenever you play it. But those fixtures look lovely. And to only hold him maybe seems kind of less than optimal. So... If you are wildcarding, Nate, you're going to have to be looking to try and get a bri- another Brighton player in by quite quickly, I would have thought, aren't you?
0: Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, question being which Pedro yeah. at the moment is my other Brighton player. Would I still feel hot about that? Probably not. So am I looking at Mitima or something like that? Which, yeah, I think it's valid, but there's a decision over who goes along the side. And again, in a minute, when we come to the little plan I put together, that was definitely one of the considerations, not just when you wildcard, but then how you use transfers after it.
1: Yeah lovely stuff right let's move on to now i'm not going to lie people in the chat and people listening on the pod as well rich has not stopped going on about this next slide he's wanted it for weeks and we finally listened to him so this is the next two slides are all about newcastle defense there we go like so (laughs) newcastle defense now seb just talk us through it very very briefly because you've got something here to kind of explain last season's xgc uh sorry this season's xgc and another one to explain last season's xgc for newcastle
0: I can't believe you gave Rich that build-up and then we're like, Seb, talk us through it. I'm yeah, like, sorry. No, immediately done, yeah. there. I didn't um, know these
2: were slides, so yeah, I'm glad you, nice, glad you did
0: do that. Nice. <laughs> so, um, I mean, hey, just to jump on that banger wagon, you know you did that wild card a couple of weeks ago where you had two Newcastle defenders and apparently got a bit of, bit of, uh, bit of slap oh, for it. Oh, we did. I sent oh, you one I? that had three, so I, I got away <laughs> with that, didn't I? Um, yeah, so on the left-hand side we have this season uh, and on the right-hand side we have last season because obviously this season not very much data so far. Bear in mind, Newcastle have had tough fixtures. They are fourth best for XGC. Now, that number is 5.45, so that's very similar as well to sixth and seventh best. So, you know, it's in that group just behind your City and your Arsenal. Uh, Chelsea are there too, but they've had lovely, lovely fixtures. But last season, they were second. They were ahead of Arsenal, and a little chunk ahead of Arsenal. A fair bit behind City, we know that City are clear. But I think the takeaway from that is that not only was last season's defence brilliant, we all know that, this season's defence is probably just as brilliant if you account for the tougher fixtures they've had. If you think something has changed in their defence, I don't see it in these tables.
1: Yeah, and and they've had such a tough you know, opening to a couple of fixtures as well, haven't they? So for them to be fourth in the table after those tough fixtures, and now we've just seen their fixture run as well. Rich, you've already jumped on Trippier. Are you going to be stopping with Trippier or are you going to have that double defence, maybe even triple defence at some point?
2: I mean, I'd like to have two or three of them. But obviously, being a game where we need to try and save transfers and use them for something else, I haven't rolled a transfer the entire year. I might have to stop at Trippier. Although, I'm not, I'm not ruling out getting in Botman, for example, who's actually <laughs> attacking data does not look that bad.
1: Yeah, bonus it's, is it's, looking it's, good
2: as well. Yeah, no, he is looking good. I mean, I guess there's some things you could say with Newcastle. Like Seb said, they've had tough fixtures. I mean, they did play against 10 men as as well. Yeah. And lost. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the, but I think that's what's then put people off but like you have to look at the data as a whole and obviously last season it was brilliant we mentioned you know Botman; he was out injured for was it it was only a game he missed wasn't it but still yeah part of that back four that's been so impressive for them so yeah I still really like Newcastle this data doesn't change that them losing against Liverpool with 10 men doesn't change that either Yeah. and I mean we were just looking at the fixtures there they're incredible and it's funny we're talking about this this week because the three most popular defenders all got bonus points this week as well.
1: Yeah, they did indeed. And it's, it, we say it so often, and people absolutely hate it. When fixtures swings happen and fixtures change, all of a sudden teams pick up form. And it's because the fixtures are obviously yeah. quite nice. And, they, and we yeah. were just looking at this weeks in advance. And obviously, I think one of the comments you got, one that Rich was, no one's going to bring in Trippier. And now obviously yeah. everybody's thinking, oh, maybe I should bring in Trippier. <laughs>
2: no, that's the thing. And you don't even have to look at, um, Oh, actually, one other thing I was going to say is obviously Trippier himself is on set pieces. He's on corners. Hmm. I think those defenders on corners, like him, Robertson, that's what that's why I think they've got you know, good value. Yeah. Obviously, if, if the latter stays on stays on corners, so that's why I went for Trippier over like a Botman or a share. But yeah, Botman's such they're all such good value, like yeah, such incredible are. value. And it's like yeah, I don't want to stop at one, but sometimes I think you just have to think about the bigger picture.
1: Yeah. Definitely. And also, speaking of bigger picture, it's lovely that Seb's brought up a table here with Leeds at the bottom.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> nice. nice.
1: <laughs> um, we do also have some Newcastle data here for uh, XGI so far this season, so non-penalty XGI.
2: Man United aren't that far off the bottom this year, so just, just, uh, just throwing it out there.
1: All right. I'm
2: just, Thanks, just buddy. saying.
1: Thanks, saying? buddy. Appreciate God. it. Oh, oh if you said. Oh, um, anyway. <laughs> um, I'm just upset. Um, so so, not even on the table. In terms of non-penalty xgi so far this season, Callum Wilson is top. Uh, so that's quite an interesting one. Obviously, started this week. Could it be that Isak is going to play in Europe for them, and Callum Wilson in the league? We'll see what happens. Uh, Harvey Barnes is second, then Isak, then Gordon. Gordon, who's played pretty much every single game this year, ninety minutes, and even swapped the wing that he played on. And still played 90 minutes. So I, I, it's really interesting how he's been used so far. Then Tonali, Almiron, Jolinton, Bruno, Trippier, Botman. Like uh, Rich just said, Botman's actually got almost as much non-penalty XGI as Trippier so far this season. Anderson, Byrne, and then Share. Cher. Now Share's an interesting one there because I know that Rich, you've always been a big advocate for Share, But um, he's not putting up the attacking stats that you would expect so far this year. They've had tricky fixtures, obviously. But it's interesting because you always expect him to be more attacking than, say, Botman, and obviously it's not happened so far.
2: I'm laughing because I was waiting for the pun, Normally. No, I know. I wanted yeah. to, but I didn't. <laughs> no, but I mean, I guess it is a very, very small sample. I mean, one header can change anything. I was looking at stats yesterday, and Tim ream got incredible stats. But then you think back, and he had that shot, didn't he, for about a yard out against Man City. Yeah. So I guess one one moment can sway these so heavily. Um, but I mean, we talked about Botman actually in the class last year, quite early in the season, mm-hmm. and his numbers were, you know, his attacking numbers were good, like decent, like not, not world class, but they they were decent. Yeah. So, yeah, it does make me make me think maybe just going Botman and saving the point five isn't like a huge downgrade.
1: I th- I think especially when people wild card. I'd be absolutely shocked if people went share over Botman because they would need that point five to say you get a Salah or something like that. I'd, I'd be very very surprised if people went share because I feel like they'd be penny pinching everywhere. Um, it, oh, ah, oh, Forest goal. um but, it Turner, uh, it's Hudson the <laughs> Yeah, Turner, yeah, Turner assist. Um, but we're looking at that there, Seb. We've already we've we've been speaking about Newcastle defence so much. They're putting up okay numbers considering their fixtures so far. Any attackers, even on your watch list?
0: Um, Probably not at the moment, other than a Wilson or Isak, if you can make the call. But I don't know if I can make that call on minutes, especially with Champions League. I should point out as well, the numbers we have on screen here are per 90. So Wilson is top per 90, of course, he always is. But his 90s have been well down, of course. So Isak is ahead in in raw numbers. Uh, And the other interesting point there is probably... Trippier, well below what he was last season, but small sample, tough fixtures, that's fine. Cher and Botman. Cher was a fair bit ahead of Botman last year, um, Has some very good corner threat, but Botman's was still respectable, actually. So again, this season, that's nowhere near enough data for two centre-backs, you know, who get all their chances from set-pieces. So I I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. And so I would refer to, yeah, if you're saving 0.5, maybe 0.6, if we get lucky on Botnam, Botman. Bottman. That may but, but, well be some of my transfers. Yeah, I don't think I'd be looking at midfielders, despite them being some nice options there, just because we have so many elsewhere. Um, but maybe we can revisit that when we're when we're building wildcard yeah. teams.
1: And it would be nice to save 0.6 point six on uh, but Thanks, like, mate. Gonna... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tried to plough through that the first time, but you you made you sure did. it was heard. Oh, I it. made sure. Uh, uh, right, nice. S- Seb, just looking at it at, at timings for tonight. Yes, is it possible for you to post the Seb options? on twitter after this is finished so we can just kind of have a look at what you were thinking is that okay because i'm gonna have to skip it tonight if that's okay
0: yep yep yep, absolutely
1: right. sorry bud right moving on to the uh, over or under now so we don't have a fixture i it, uh, we don't have a, a a picture sorry i should say that is pretty much all my fault because uh the guy that normally does the uh, the graphics for at feral i literally messaged at like five o'clock today so i do apologize but We've got the kind of standard picture up there, and I'll still tell you all the ones. So um, we've got... Uh, the first one is Alvarez. Uh, Alvarez has got Nottingham Forest at home, Wolves away, Arsenal away, uh, and I've got him down as 18.5 points for those three fixtures. So are you going to go over or under, Seb?
0: Uh go to Rich first, because I need to grab these up. Oh, um, Rich, over well, or under,
1: gonna,
2: 18.5. It's a, it's a good line, as always, but I'm going to go under. Under. Just.
1: Is that because just, you um, don't expect him to play all three? I wish,
2: no, I mean I do, I I would assume he plays twice. He probably plays three times to be honest. But I just I can see like a, a nine pointer, maybe a five pointer and a two. That's that's what I've got in my that's what I've got in my head.
1: So my mass is right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Under.
0: <laughs> I I will go under, um, basically going on three seconds of vibes, which as we'll see in a minute. Is uh, is an even worse strategy than what I've done so far.
1: <laughs> uh, trippy is next then. Uh, Sheffield United away, Burnley at home, West Ham away. I've got him as sixteen point five points, uh, mainly because there's two away fixtures in there. So Seb over or under sixteen point
0: five? Over. Every time he keeps a clean sheet, he gets like minimum eight points. So two clean sheets possibly clears that. Turns up for the third, just about over.
1: Nice, rich. Yeah, so exact
2: same logic. I think I think over I think over there. I mean again, he's not much of a much of a goal scorer, but there's there's two clean sheets there.
1: So that's interesting you haven't mentioned attack and returns there and he's going over 16.5. So Botman could easily get over 16.5 as well, do you think?
2: I think Trippier, I know I know Botman got more bonus points than Trippier last week, but I mean, I think we can see from that last season that Trippier is the bonus point yeah. monster. Again, the set pieces, if he starts connecting with the corners, it's good for bonus. We saw it so often last season. He's more likely to be subbed off early as well. So we might get some little bit of jam there. We saw that a few times last season. So yeah, Trippier is going to be clear with Botman.
0: One thing we should mention there, which I guess we didn't a minute ago, is obviously with Newcastle Champions League, we saw a lot of attacking rotation in this last match with them having Champions League this week. What we didn't see was defensive rotation. So two possible takeaways there, which I don't think I can call yet. One is, it's the attack that's going to get rotated, not the defence. Or, Howe is definitely going to rotate ahead of yeah, Champions exactly, League and yeah. Trippier's day is coming. They have a backup right back. They have backup defenders for a lot of the positions, injuries, allowing. I think he definitely sits one match ahead of a Champions League. It's just which one. Yeah. Uh,
1: Diaby up next. Uh, Chelsea away, Brighton at home, Wolves away. 10.5, I've given him this one. Uh, Rich, going over or under?
2: I think that's over. I think that's gotta be over. That Ooh. seems quite generously low from you.
0: Yeah. The
1: fixtures aren't nice though.
2: No, so, so. but I mean he's gonna get they're probably gonna get a clean sheet in there as well. So that's gonna be three, four, five... Six, that's gonna be seven just for playing. So he just needs to get an assist. To get a bonus point. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: He just needs an assist and maybe half a bonus point, and he's <laughs>
1: Seb.
0: I think So I wouldn't be picking DRB yet. I think later is Aston Villa's time. But I think there's a market inefficiency here. For literally the first time ever, Andy, I think you've gone too low. And so I will go over just because of that.
1: Uh, Hoyland up next. (laughs) I had to put a a, um, United lad in that wasn't Rashford and Bruno. So I've gone Hoyland. Uh, He's got Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home, Brentford at home. Nice fixtures. 11.5, Seb.
0: I find this one really tough. Disallowed goal at the weekend, which, you know, as far as we're concerned for this, right, might as well have been a goal if you're trying to predict, you know, chances.
1: Might not play every game.
0: That's the thing, isn't it? It's like, do you think is nailed? Obviously came off early for Martial, who is kind of just a non-entity, right? He's just there to provide minutes, I think, mm-hmm. at the moment, with respect. But Rashford and Bruno are are the main gatherers of points you traditionally in this team. So it's what you think Hoyland can do and how quickly. So going with what we normally do, let's say he scores Two goals in what are all right fixtures, so that would give him what seven, eight points maybe with bonus, give or take. So still needs to turn up in the other one and get something. So I might. Oh no, sorry, that's terrible, Mass. If he gets a couple of goals, he'd go well over, wouldn't he? I can't add add eight to help you there. I will go. I will go over (laughs) because because I can't do arithmetic. Yeah, that's
1: good. Rich, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over there. I think again, it's quite low.
1: OK, all right, maybe i maybe I'll just... No, I'm not having to go at you, Andy, I'm just saying. That's yeah, fine. It's uh, two more left, Salah, uh, West Ham at home, Spurs away, Brighton away. I've got him at 17.5. He's got two tricky fixtures in there, I would say. So, Rich, what do you think, over or under?
2: I'm going to go under. Ooh. It's only one home game. Under.
1: OK, okay. so...
0: <laughs> Oh, this is yeah, in a minute. This is the one I found most interesting to review. Um, I'll go under, but got it wrong both times so far.
1: <laughs> and Madison's the last one. He's got Arsenal away, Liverpool at home, and then Luton away. I would say they're 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 quite tricky fixtures. I've got at fourteen point five. Are we going over or under, set? I
0: mean, it's just it's the Luton game, isn't it? You could go get twenty yeah, know, in that, yeah. and then this this doesn't matter um arsenal liverpool are tough i think he needs to get his points in the luton match so what if he gets four points from arsenal Liverpool combined let's say it's like a floor obviously um needs another 10 ish from luton oh he could get like 15 couldn't he i'll go over
1: yeah rich
2: yeah this is the hardest one you've done well (laughs) there i'm gonna go under i'm gonna go
1: under Ooh, is that the like first
0: one it. we've disagreed on so far
1: i think so yeah <laughs> yeah there's there have that been the others. hardest one there have been others throughout the season that you've disagreed on and seb can you just give a shout out to the guy that's uh, uh collated this data for us please
0: oh absolutely yeah so someone messaged me on twitter saying basically i've done your job for you and um, yes. yes you have thank you so much you can keep doing uh, this by the way legend yeah please do so catnip props at catnip props on twitter uh collated this data and what it shows is the rich is superior in every way to me um, <laughs> assuming this data is right of course so maybe yeah actually yeah maybe it's, my, it's, my it's terribly inaccurate <laughs> i have i haven't fact checked this so i'm going to assume it's it's awfully off but um yeah rich is winning six four i think if i can still add up what's interesting is looking at actually how close a lot of those are so while rich is wiping the floor with me in pure numbers there are a couple where like we've been 0.5 the wrong way which is really interesting
1: yeah
2: quite harsh. Yeah.
0: Well, we both had
2: Alvarez over fourteen point five, and didn't do it. I, I got know.
0: Salah the wrong. I got Salah the wrong way round. But if you average over that period, it's like interesting when it comes to. So yeah, it's, I think it's a really exactly nice looking backup. You on. were well out on and, Jackson though. And yeah, you both yeah. said, you <laughs> both which said, I think <laughs> you could guess.
1: You both said Pedro would be over ten point five. Yeah,
0: got ten. Man though, got yeah. ten. I know. Like
1: yeah, you know pretty pretty what
0: old. I mean? Like li- literally, just starts one of the games he was benched for, and he gets eleven there.
2: It's the oh, Gabrielle okay. one? Oh, I, like, I like the Gabrielle one. Yeah. Line 15. Actual. Three. <laughs> three. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a failure in predicting starts <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's really interesting to look back on this and try and, you know how we've been doing to try and construct the points. Yeah. You look back and go, oh, what did that mean? And what were they trying to guess? And what did they get horribly wrong? So Gabrielle minutes, for example.
1: Oh, I like it. And also some of the ones that are really interesting, like for instance, Mbumo's on here. And Mbumo, we predicted at 17.5. When Seb went over... Rich mm. went under and it was 12. And you think he was, you yeah, know, what borderline was essential for that period.
2: Rhys James was a bit unlucky.
1: Yeah, it's little, I mean, injuries, <laughs> I think you can always get, get rid of, can't you? But, uh, t- I'll take my under there, thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> <laughs> but again, look, Chilwell, 15. He was essential game week two to four. You both went over 15 points and he got eight. Just, it just goes to show, doesn't it? It's funny, So we were carried it? away. Yeah, yep. you were, yeah, big time. I'm carried away. Right, anyway, let's have a look at some teams. So looking at some bus teams moving forward. I'm oh, just looking at my team now. I've just had a bad week and I'm looking at my team and thinking, this isn't looking any better. Uh, so I've got Pickford in goal, uh, who's got Brentford away. I've got Chilwell and Colwell against Aston Villa. Now, I fully expect Aston Villa to score, so this isn't going to go well. And I have no idea whether Chilwell's going to play either. So making that move might be a good idea. Uh, Esther Pinyan against Bournemouth that's absolutely fine Mbumo, Rashford, Foden, Saka and Bruno in the middle there Rashford and Bruno both have Burnley away Mbumo has Everton at home Foden has Forrest at home but Foden's done nothing really recently uh, and then Jackson and Harland captain up top I've got Udogi and Saliba on the bench because I don't expect either of them to keep a clean sheet to be perfectly honest uh, Osula who is still there and I've got Turner on the bench who's got Man City away at the moment My potential move is either Jackson to Alvarez, but I've kind of called on that a little bit because if I do that, I cannot get Morris without taking a hit, which I don't like. I like still having the option of doing that for free if I want to. Or it's Chilwell to Botman. I've got 0.7 in the bank, which means I'm 0.1 away from doing Chilwell to Trippier, which is really annoying uh, because I think that would have been my move otherwise, Chilwell to Trippier. So yeah, Jackson to Alvarez or Chilwell to Botman is my likely move
2: would it worry you having i mean you basically if you bring in alvarez you've got triple city attack which i mean it could could be amazing could be like the new late riser or or looking at your subs (laughs) you could just be here in this kind of mood next week like
1: i know problem is though even with double city i can be in (laughs) like I, i would be absolutely shocked if alvarez didn't play it depa- I know. I don't expect him to play midweek either. I feel like he's not going to play in those midweek games, but I could be wrong there. You'd think
0: if he's going to sit, it'll be this yeah. midweek. But I mean, the standard caveat when we do this on a Monday and there's the fixtures, unless for reasons you really have to make your moves early, please wait for the Champions League to be done because we'll get not only more information on the teams, but we'll know about injuries or any minutes, uh, minutes information we gather.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, someone in the chat just said, um, uh, Daniel Grant said, I love all these FPL guys who forget Salah, but keep believing in Bruno fixtures isn't it you know bruno's still got him and i can't, oh, go, from, I can't go from bruno to salah. i will have bruno i will have salah 5. soon enough i'm yeah. Basically, yeah. Wild
0: card, basically wild basically for it yeah also exactly. go back and watch last season <laughs> gonna, some of the comments <laughs> you, want last hear, season. you want to hear salah propaganda why yeah. are these we, can, we can provide her again
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly so salah will be coming in eventually but i can't make that move without a hit and god knows who i'd have to get rid of for, to do that for a hit so um yeah, so, so this is my team at the moment. But that Chilwell and Colwell defence against Villa, I'm not fancying at all. So Chilwell will probably go for me. Um, yeah. Rich, moving on to your team. Let's have a look. Uh, talk us through it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to load it on my phone. Sorry, not very organised here. That's all right, mate. By the time I load this up, it will already be on the screen. Okay, here we go. So I've also got Pickford in goal, away to Brentford. Robertson, home to West Ham. Trippier, away at Sheffield United. Esther home to Bournemouth. Which I'm, I'm, To be honest, I'm happy with my defenders. Um, then it's Rashford, Bruno. Again, they've got Burnley. So yeah. I'm more than happy with that. No chance I'm going to sell them. Saka at home to Tottenham. Sterling at home to Villa. I'm still very, very happy with Sterling. I mean, I think he was unlucky not to return. Well, hmm. based on that free kick anyway. Um, and Bruno at head against Everton. I'm looking forward to that, even though obviously we own Pickford. Um, Harlan the captain. And then Yao Pedro at home to Bournemouth. It's really the only decision is I've got Chilwell's benched, Rico Lewis's benched, Archer's benched. If if we find out that Rico Lewis is going to start against Forest, I'll probably start him ahead of Yale Pedro. Yeah. And Chilwell, I mean, to be honest, I'd love to sell Chilwell for Botman, but there's not really much point. As in, I feel like my weakest player is Pedro, but then he's playing at home to Bournemouth. So would I really want to start Botman confidently over Pedro? if Rico Lewis is benched. So maybe I can roll a transfer for the first time this season. Obviously, Europe, Europe, Europe could change a lot. I mean, obviously, Brighton are playing on Thursday against Athens, for example. So that could change a lot. But I am actually think oh. I'm going to roll this week for the first time.
1: Second Burnley goal, by the way. Um, <laughs> I <know. laughs> um Yeah, I like it. I'd, I'd like your team. I think your defenders, you've, you've brought those in really well and they've worked out well, mate. Uh, Seb, talk us through your team.
0: Sure, my friend. Can you go back to that slide earlier? Because I think it does a better job, and I won't dwell too much. But Which I think it might provide because mine uh, the sub options on, yeah. Because yeah. it just sort of it shows why I might do stuff. So I'll read out the team I've obviously got this week. Um, so my team now, uh, thank you, by the way, my team now is Edison and goal, Chilwell, Gusto, Estupinan, Rashford and Bumo vice captain, Bruno Fernandes, Foden, uh, uh, Captain Harland, Jackson and Jao Pedro. So that means I'm benching Saka at the moment. Turner, Saka, Gabriel and Baldock on the bench. I have two free transfers. So basically my options here are like Jackson to Morris, Gabriel to Trippier. Part of that would be to get ready for the double. Part of it would be Jackson's better fixtures are coming to an end, but mostly because I need the money for Trippier. However I go for my defence, I need money. Jackson's a good source of that, especially down to Morris, right? rather than just going, say, Jao Pedro down to a non-player. The other option would be, I say, just one transfer and still roll, probably with getting Morris next week, but you know, rolling and getting closer to the time because I think I'd be benching Morris anyway, which you can see in the graphic here. And then, then I would go for, say, a tr- cheaper Newcastle defender. But the reason I just wanted to pull this up, I promise I won't dwell too long, is basically my options going into that wildcard season, which is eight, nine and ten. I've basically listed here my team, their fixtures, according to the scout ticker. Uh, black is benching for me and then grey is transferred out with obviously a player coming in. So, for example, Saka for Son in game week eight would be the plan. And then a proposed wildcard nine. So I've planned up to ten, but the proposed wildcard nine is on the right hand side as well finally with other players that would then come into that wildcard time between say 9 10 and like 14 i think i plan to for when that when that blank occurs so my whole strategy here is just planning towards when i'm gonna wildcard and you can see why 8 9 and 10 are popular and why some people might prefer 10 i think i prefer 9 for my team and therefore my transfers are geared towards that so newcastle defense and morris is the plan
1: nice and i mean you're gonna win fpl do you know why because you've got 19 players in your team there. So you're going to absolutely... <laughs> you <absolutely, absolutely
2: laughs> Turner's just got his point back. Yeah wow,
0: Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> right. Um, cool. Thank you for, for going back to the last one. I yeah, appreciate that.
1: No worries. Right. let's. Uh, so we're going to finish off with a bit of a QA. and uh, a Probably got... Yeah, it's good time, actually. About five minutes. Uh, so if you've got any questions, chuck them in the chat. Uh, and like Rich has just alluded to there, it's, uh, it's one all now. So uh, that was deemed to be a handball... By Sanderberg, I think it was. So it's gone back to 1 Um So, yeah, chuck us some questions in the chat. We'll answer as many as possible. I think we peaked about 600 people in the chat. So, thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you have, uh, we always appreciate all of you being in here with us, especially when the game's going on as well, which seems to happen more and more at the moment.
0: Um, There's a lot of Fridays and Mondays this year, aren't there? Or at least so far in the early season. I guess they. When the Champions League comes around, they die off because you can't put like the big clubs on Friday or Monday if the Champions League.
1: The Fridays have died down. We had like three in a row, didn't we? And then yeah. it's been, we haven't got any for quite a while. But the Mondays, yeah, they seem to just come in every now and it's, again.
2: It's but... worth saying, actually, because we've not touched on it. Obviously, it's a later deadline than normal this week because the first kickoffs are the 3 p.m.s on Saturday. Ooh, so wow. there's three games we could get potential information on, you know, lineup what rooms, et cetera. What are those three so games? It's for- City Forest, which is going to be a huge one. Luton Wolves, Palace Fulham.
0: Oh, so basically, we get City
2: just to make a city, some city if, yeah. news. if you
0: can, I genuinely think you wait for that city team news because Alvarez, uh, for me, obviously, Foden would be big, right? I, I've just gone through with this whole plan where I I guess I'd maybe just bench Foden and play Saka, but that could push me into that transfer. But then, you know, for other people, Alvarez as well would be important information. Enrico yeah. Lewis, Rich.
2: Well, I mean, that's what I'm waiting for. So He's dropped excited, in price man. now.
1: So excited. Um, FPL Harry is in the chat. He says, uh, would you go for Morris or Alvarez if you had to go for one this week? Seb?
0: Uh, I think we discussed this, really. So I would go for Morris. I would be happy to wait till next week. So maybe there's an Alvarez to Morris move, but that seems like a necessary transfer. So Morris.
1: Yeah. And Rich? Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll go Morris. But I do prefer waiting on Morris until as late as possible, just
0: so we're 100% on all his minutes and stuff. Uh, there are other options as well, by the way. Yeah. Like, you know, I think Foster got an assist tonight, so we basically just mean a double game week striker, probably Morris.
1: Yeah, and remember, yeah. Alvarez is fourth on Seb's list. Uh, the only seven. thing good about Morris is minutes <laughs> and
2: penalties. So uh, if he, yeah, if exactly. any of those decline,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sevan says, uh, I've got Eze and Wissa. Which one would you sell, Rich?
2: Wissa. I, I would not sell Eze. I'd feel yeah. quite strongly about that. I'd, I'd almost be looking at buying Eze. Despite, it must be the frustration like Jackson owners. Yeah. Seb?
0: Yeah, agreed. Eze was on my 8, 9 or 10-ish wildcard. So yeah, that yeah. so was it. So. Uh,
1: Nuisance says, Who's the best Newcastle midfielder on a wildcard? Seb?
0: Harvey Barnes if he gets starts. If he doesn't, maybe Gordon. But I think we're looking at defence and a striker if you must get some attack.
1: Yeah, Rich?
2: I would not buy a Newcastle midfielder. Yeah. Fair
1: enough. Is uh, like?
2: just none. <laughs> no, no, we're not having the Almiron thing again going on.
1: Um, Zeke Z- Zigger, Ziga says. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, says, are there any other possible assets other than Morris and Lyle Foster for the double game week? Rich,
2: the goalkeepers. Yeah, um, the, definitely the goalkeepers and the cheapest defenders possible.
1: So who's that Kaminsky and uh, Trafford, isn't it?
2: Kaminsky and Trafford are yeah. the two keepers. Um, I think the Luton wing-backs look risky based on a conversation we we had with Ricky um, yeah. about a week ago. He's a big Luton fan. So I think, yeah, maybe Bell, you know, if you want to go down to 4.0 to, to basically just to free up funds. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Bell, the goalkeepers. Nothing exciting really, is it?
1: No. Seb?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, what Rich said, and then as per the plan a minute ago, I have Trafford coming in for Edison. Mostly because, yes, the double, but also then I would have Trafford and Turner, and so I would need Trafford's decent is fixtures around that to uh, to be able to play him. Yeah.
1: Uh, Omar, this one's just for Seb. Did Seb consider wildcard game week 10 instead of 8? I think there'll be many changes between them.
0: Oh, yeah. So my window was 8, 9, or 10, like all three of those. I keep saying 8, and I did first look at 8, but I think, I mean, I will start, you know, around 8, and maybe it's 9 or 10. Currently, I think 9 makes most sense for me because, again... Sorry to keep referring to it when it's not on the screen. I, I will try and post it under under the tweet. But if you look at like how I planned out my team, you can see why I'd want to go in eight because it does look tough for me, like with my Foden and my my Arsenal players and stuff. But nine is probably optimal for me. But ten is also definitely an option. It'll be one of those three, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, and Amin says, uh, "What about Burn? We've mentioned all the other Newcastle defenders, but we haven't mentioned Burn." Rich.
2: I mean, it just seems the most risky of the lot. I mean, now I've said that, you know, he'll probably play all the games, you know, he'll be playing left back and centre back. But no, I just think the other three are, are better because yeah. I think they, they are more assured of their minutes according to what Newcastle fans seem to think. So yeah, that, that's why.
1: No, yeah. Lovely stuff. Right, uh, chat, thank you so much for being with us tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself and people listening to the pod afterwards. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Uh, Seb, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I hope you've enjoyed it.
0: Oh, I really did. Thank you so much, my friend. I think, I think it was a good one. I love chatting with you
1: yeah and rich i hope you've enjoyed your evening as well
2: i have and i'm looking forward to in 10 game weeks time when i have another good game week
1: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i'm looking forward to a green arrow i think i worked out my last green arrow was may 2023 (laughs) 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 one one day one day uh your chances get
2: better every week (laughs) you think that
1: when you you think that um playing the probability game
0: (laughs) exactly
1: someone's got to be on the pod making everybody else feel better um but thank you so much for everybody that's joined us we are going to be back again next week uh to have a look forward to game week seven so hopefully you can join us next week uh thank you so much again make sure you join the uh members area and well, become a member of scout if you're not already because it is absolutely fantastic and you will also get a members pod with just me and seb on friday so come and join us if you would
0: like to. <laughs> so if you listen to this for rich um, whoops bad yeah. bad bad there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly and that's i mean he's the sex appeal wouldn't he so right we're gonna uh see you all next week thank you so much for joining us and uh we will see you later bye bye Cheers.